Let's just work this though a little bit further and say rather than just double your traffic, what if we could 10x your traffic? What if we could increase it tenfold? Well then instead of your 21 quotes a day, you'd be making 200 and you'd be producing 210 quotes a day. And rather than closing 10 or 11 sales a day, you'd be closing near 105. Now, how does that sound? For one moment, put yourself in the position of anyone you are pitching to work for. What is it from their point of view that sets you apart as the best supplier for them? In this episode, Pete looks at how it is vital to demonstrate the size and scale of an opportunity to a prospective client. Whether it's someone you've worked with in the past, or a brand new prospect, having an answer to the question so, what's in it for me, is a crucial step in taking your sales from incidental to purposeful. Hello and welcome to this episode of Retain FM. I am your host, Pete. And today we're going to talk a little bit about selling through presenting opportunities. But before we get on to any of that, whilst you have your device in your hand, if I can encourage you or suggest or merely impart through some kind of psychic connection here for you to hit that subscribe button or that like button, it would really mean a lot to me. Knowing that the content that's produced here is getting directly into the hands, the ears, the eyes, the brains of the people that it's intended to reach is vital for the growth of the show and it means so much to me personally so if you are uh, as I say before you put your device down and you haven't subscribed already please do hit that subscribe button or that like button or however you're consuming this whether it's through the audio version or the video version please um, go and subscribe okay so look there's a reason I've been meaning to address this topic for a little while and there's a reason for it um And this is because a number of the agencies that I come into contact with through my coaching work, they struggle with sales. And the reason they struggle with sales is because they're so used to receiving referrals, they don't really do anything else. And those agencies exist by moving from project to project to project. And... Look, for for years, that is what has been taught to agency owners. That's what's been presented to agency owners um, as the way of growing your business. You build a website, you get somebody on a maintenance plan. And whilst maintenance plans are great for recurring revenue, you know, they they do create a uh, a sort of bedrock of of recurring for you. The reality is you're never going to scale your business to something that's going to be self-sustaining simply through $100 or $150 maintenance plans. You will hit a critical mass, you will become full, and actually those plans don't always have the profit margins in it for you for then you to employ somebody else and go again and keep on growing, etc., etc. The economy of scale only goes so far with them. That's that's really the point. Um, But you see, sales that drive growth, they're not incidental. They just don't happen by accident. You don't just get a project in and, oh, whoopee-doo, this this client is a good fit for a bigger service, another service, an SEO product or a PPC product or whatever it might be. Sales that drive growth come about through a persistent drive to build your business. Now, I recently did an episode about uh, doing a single business development 
task every day. That's something I do in my business. It's a mantra that I have. And I'll there's a link in the description to that episode. So go and check that out if you want to know about that. I even have a PDF that you can download with 50 business development ideas that you can do every day. But here's the thing. Savvy business owners, i.e. savvy clients that may want to work with you that have budget, know that business is all about an investment. They know that their profit is a direct multiplication of the either the effort or the money that they put into their business to begin with. So that's why they ask a very simple question. And that question is, what's in it for me? And if you can answer that, then you will make sales. And if you can't answer that, then you won't. And that is as simple as it comes down to. What is in it for the client? So to be clear, right now, I'm not talking about giving away work or strategies for free, that or doing free discovery or anything like that. But what I am talking about is understanding the potential for a client before you approach them. You need to know what you can deliver for that client before you pick up the phone, before you have that first meeting, before you, um, you, you know, have that first discovery session, whatever it might be. Even if that's as simple as doing a quick audit, if it's as simple as reviewing some key, quick keyword research or their current rankings or whatever it might be, if you go into any of those calls completely cold, you won't make the sale. You need to at least understand what the opportunity is so that you can present that, even a flavor of that, to the client and then have a process in place for selling your discovery sessions to completely firm up what that opportunity looks like, et cetera, et cetera. If you go in cold and just say, so how can I help you today? Which is a perfectly valid question that people have been trying to use for in sales for, for years, you're already on the back foot. And that isn't going to drive sales in your business. And that ultimately isn't going to grow your recurring revenue. Um, I'll be honest, this is often easier to do with existing clients than it is with new clients, simply because you have an understanding of how that client's business model works. You have an idea of what their average order values are you have, or how many inquiries they get each month, etc., etc. Um, But it isn't difficult now, particularly with tools like ChatGPT and Bard to very easily get some base level information about how a website's performing in certain ways and then take it on from there. Let me give you, uh, well, I've got two examples for you. One is actually, this is, look, this is a true story. This is a sale that we made earlier this year and it was for a, it's for a website that is there to push uh, the presence of local butchers in Scotland. And this website, th- th- there isn't really a conversion metric because the conversion that they have is butchers signing up to their website in order to feature on their interactive map. And what they want to do is create content that's about scotch meat in order to drive traffic to recipes. Those recipes have links to butchers. You go and f- buy your meat from your local butcher. Sounds simple. But... They had been advised by their previous agency to streamline their website, to um, to remove a whole load of content because there was too much here, it was too confusing, there was too many options, too much things to click on. And what that did, as they then built a new website, was it removed 
basically the entire content layer from their website. So what they ended up with was a homepage, a few pages about why Scotch meat is is brilliant, and then butcher's listings, and nothing that tied the meat to the butcher's listings. So we were introduced to them, we, uh, we were put in touch with them, and before the first call, we did a quick review of other websites that produce content about food. So now they are based in the UK. So these are all obviously UK examples, but things like BBC Good Food and Good Food Magazine, uh, people like Jamie Oliver um, and other celebrity chefs, the uh, people that write cookbooks, people like the Hairy Bikers, for example. If you're in America and you don't understand any of those names, don't worry about it. They're all celebrity type chefs or food publishing magazines in the UK. What we found as a result of literally 10 minutes work before a call, so again, not free work. This is, I haven't put this in the bucket of free work. I've put this in the bucket of call preparation, was we discovered a potential search volume that they were missing out on of over half a million searches a month. Half a million So when we had the call with them, rather than simply going in saying, hey, how can we help you today, and getting them to explain the problem, we could have a far more meaningful discussion about this groundswell of traffic that they're missing out on because there's a layer of content missing in their business, and actually... This is the this is what the project could potentially look like. Are you interested in it? The results could be Y and the costs will be in the ballpark of X to Z and we will have a discovery process in order to, to work out the finer detail. Are you interested? Yes. They basically signed up on the call. The paperwork was then a formality. So that's that's just proof that it works. And again, I'm, as, as I say, I'm not talking about doing loads and loads of free work. That's that's exactly what I'm not doing. You need to have a sales process in place or a, a process for selling discovery in place to understand that. And I'd also recommend that you never send a proposal out off the back of one call that's tying you into a lifetime retainer with a client. Walk them through a process. That is your job to have that process in place. And I've talked about that quite a lot on the show before. As I say, this is often easier to do with existing clients because the other thing you can do is you can bake this process into the close of a previous project. So if you've built a, a website for somebody, however they've they've come to you, and you you know the website goes live, and I'm very much an advocate that a website isn't finished, it's born, and you now need to grow it, you need to nurture it, you need to feed it, you need to fuel it. So if you can build into your your profit for that project, a bit of time to start the discussion, to do the background research and present a new opportunity to the client, and you build that in as part of your project process, then actually you're you're starting to verge on the beginnings of automating value ladder sales through your agency, i.e. a client comes in at one level, you sell them something else, you sell them something else, and so on. I did Again, I've done another episode about value ladders as well. So just... As a rough work through, here's another example. Now, this one is fictional. The previous one was completely true. This one I've made up based on the uh, some experiences that I've got. But to, to walk you through the process of how the information you may need in order to present an opportunity to a client. So let's say you've got a service-based client 
and at the moment they are receiving around about a thousand visits to their website each day on average so around about 30,000 visits a month and from those thousand visits each day they are receiving around about 35 inquiries now that's that's about typical a 3.5 percent inquiry rate that's even on the the good end of kind of typical could be better but it's it's not bad of those 35 inquiries, about 60% of them become quotes because you're always going to get some tire kickers that want to come and just find out random stuff. So about 60% 60, 60 become quotes and then they close about half of those 60%. So to put the numbers on this, from those 1,000 visits each day, they get 35 inquiries, around about 21 of those become quotes and then they close 10 or 11 of those as final sales. So it, it's not difficult then to figure out if we don't make any other efficiencies, which of course we can help you out with in your business, but if we don't touch any of that, we use your existing salespeople using their existing sales techniques, all we're going to do is increase the traffic to the website, we're going to ensure that the quality stays consistent, if not improves, but at least consistent. So if we increase your traffic, let's say we double it. So that means rather than 1,000 visits a day, you're getting 2,000 visits a day. That would mean that instead of 21 quotes a day, you'd be generating 42. Well, firstly, can you generate? You know, if we got you 42 quotes tomorrow, would you have the staff to process them? That's, that's a slightly different discussion. But from those 42 quotes, rather than making 10 or 11 sales, you'd be making 20 or tw uh, between 20 and 22 sales each month, uh, each day, sorry. So all of a sudden, you know, if you made an extra 10 sales a day, how would that look to your business? How can we make that happen? Well, the, we can see that we can improve traffic over here, that you're you're missing areas of content, et cetera, et cetera. What have you tried? What haven't you tried? All of a sudden, you're having a far mean, more meaningful discussion. Let's just work this, though, a little bit further and say, rather than just double your traffic, what if we could 10x your traffic? What if we could increase it tenfold? Well, then instead of your 21 quotes a day, you'd be making 200 and you'd be producing 210 quotes a day. And rather than closing 10 or 11 sales a day, you'd be closing near 105. Now, how does that sound? And in order to get from where you are to that, what is the tranche of work that we need to do? Well, we would need to run our discovery process for that. Our discovery process, we charge at two days at X rate, and we can set that up for you now and get it in the calendar if you'd like. You see, all of a sudden, I'm not having a discussion about how much something costs, purely how much something costs, purely whether they want it or not, purely putting a price as an obstacle to me doing some work. This isn't a sale about you know, we want to do some work so that we earn a living and, hey, we might get some results out of this. This is actually us collaborating on something to make your business better. And in order to make your business better, the investment will be will be will will look like this. And we start figuring that out by selling our discovery process. So if you're not selling by presenting opportunities, I want to know why not to begin with. And secondly, if you want to start selling by presenting opportunities, then over at SEO Hive, we have two products that can help you with that if you're looking at growing your business through SEO. And they are our scout reports, which will look at the health of a web. It'll give you a situation report on 
any website on the internet and some new keyword research so that you can identify a scale of opportunity there. That's the first thing. And then the second thing we offer is local SEO audits, which again, basically do the same thing. They're like scout reports for local SEO, but they will show what your local listings look like, what your local citations and your local picture looks like and what the competition looks like so that you can see the work that's that's involved in order to get you from where you are to ranking meaningfully uh, locally as well. All, both of those are on the SEO Hive website, which is seohive.co. Again, there'll be a link in the description. And, you know, I'd love to know if this has resonated with you. So if you, maybe you already do this. Maybe I'm already talking to the converted, in which case... I'd love to hear from you in our Facebook group, peteverett.com forward slash group. Search Facebook for Retain FM, and we will continue the discussion in there. And if you don't do any of that, I will see you in the next episode.